Awesome, guys. Hey, we're here. We're recording. We're at my house today. And for episode eight of the What Men Want podcast, I've got a guy that I've probably known for about four months now. Uh, I know him through EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization. He's a fellow CEO here in town. And his name is Sterling White. What's up, Sterling? In the flesh, you guys. (laughs) You will definitely want to save this episode number eight. Grab your popcorn. Get ready because we're going to take you along for a ride. You're going to keep it real today, dude? Let's do it. Keep it real. So Sterling, Sterling's a good friend. He owns a multifamily investment firm called Sonder Investment Group. He's 30 years old. This motherfucker lives in the gym and uh not literally not, but yeah not you guys literally. get where he's going <laughs> the dude is ripped ripped as fuck what is your instagram dude the instagram is at sterling white official one more time sterling white official sterling white official so if you want to follow him that's where you go and uh anyways 30 years old for some reason i thought you were younger why did i think think you were younger it's because i take care of myself no i think it's because i saw you on a youtube video hanging out with 21 year old girls oh yes but that was in uh what Cartagena. Cartagena. Yes. Oh, hashtag, hashtag CEO life. Awesome, man. So Single life, too. That, yeah, yes, single yes. life. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, we met through EO. Um, I've talked about it uh, on episodes in the past. I'm a group, a member uh, of a group called the Entrepreneurs Organization. It's basically like 190 CEOs here in Houston. It's a nonprofit. We get to go to parties together. We smoke cigars. We drink scotch. We fly on our airplanes and go on our boats and just do cool shit. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but man, great to have you on. Tell me a little bit about your story, dude. Where'd you come from? What do you do? And I don't want to fucking make this like a business podcast, but just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we won't text. make this fun. But uh, yeah. yeah, so just a spark note version or I think cliff note version is born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, and just recently moved here to Houston about three, two months ago. Okay. And grew up single mother, fraternal twin brother, Section 8 housing, welfare, food stamps, and just not the greatest of environment. And at six years old, almost lost my life to a stray bullet uh, due oh, to shit. my brother and I were sitting in the kitchen. We're eating like ramen noodles and cut up hot dogs or whatever it was. Yeah. Something very cheap. That was the gourmet life yeah, back then. Exactly. Yeah. Do what we had. Yeah. And then we go upstairs and the bullet comes right through the back patio where we were wow. sitting. So I may not be here. He may not be here. And then ended up shifting and got out of that environment, luckily. And then ended up finding my way into real estate, starting construction, then started buying single families, and then ended up just starting buying apartments. So that's like the spark note version. And I've always been in entrepreneurship. Just Yeah, dude, I saw age. on LinkedIn that you started your first company, like the first year that you came out of college, right? Yeah. What inspired that? You just knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur or what? Yeah, I've had jobs, but I've never enjoyed it. I always <laughs> felt like I, I, I just felt mindless. And I remember I've always had jobs to fund my business ventures. And then being in that environment that I grew up in is I had to figure out a way to earn money in a legal sense because there was tons of illegal ways. Yeah. And my first product was actually Kool-Aid where I just started selling to, to people around the school. Uh-huh. And then just that's how I got the bug. Uh, and this was like elementary, middle school. It's Kool-Aid, huh? Kool-Aid. Yeah, yes. there you go. I'm not going to make any racist jokes. Or <laughs> oh, like my that. God. <laughs> there we go, Jeremy. <laughs> so anyways, good-looking good guy. And, and it, it kind of makes sense on why you're single, right? You're new to town. You said it's been about three months now. Uh, do you enjoy being single? Were you single oh, yes. in Indianapolis? Okay, oh, you yeah. do. I've okay. been single for 
since high school. No shit. It's been a long time since I've been in like a legit relationship. It's been a while. <laughs> I've always, for some reason for myself, is I like living the lifestyle of just moving how I want to move and navigating how I want to navigate. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's pros and cons to relationship. But for the way I live and the how I've been able to put my head down and get to where I am is I, I just didn't bother getting into relationships. And so what are the relationships? Because us as men, I feel like even when we don't want to be in a serious, long-term committed relationship, we still need the attention and the affection of a woman, right? Um, you know, just to kind of keep us grounded and, and, mm-hmm. and to keep us kind of satisfied, if you will, right? Yes. And so what have been the relationships with those people? Were they your your best friends? Were they friends with benefits? Were they just hookups? Tell me about that. So very casual, okay. I would say. And one of the, I would say it was a uh, relationship right out of high school. And I don't want to go too much into the details because everyone will know this case. But is when I was in uh, college, actually had a relationship with an older woman when I was in my early 20s and she was in her early 40s. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, for some reason I, at that time, was attracted to older women. But that was probably one of the longest-running off-and-on relationships that I had that really felt that desire that or that need that I had for the companionship. Holy shit. So, yeah, and it ended up... Okay, yeah, I was going to go into a side (laughs) note. Don't do it, don't do it. Uh, man, that's unbelievable. It's, and you know, I'll, I'll give you kind of a, a, an illusion, right? It's like my mom had me at 16 years old. And so me at 37, she's only 53 years old. So when we go out, people think we're on a fucking date, dude, because she's Mexican oh, and she looks super young. And so like legit... This woman could have been your mom, dude. Yeah. Huh? And her today, she's 50 years old. You know, is that still somebody that you keep in touch with? Uh, She's actually married now. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, you didn't answer my question. Do you still keep in touch with her? No, 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 no. Don't keep in touch. (laughs) Did she marry a guy that's 20 years younger? Uh, No, someone that was actually closer to her age. Okay. Understood. (laughs) Well, good. What part of town do you live in, man? So, I live in Midtown. Okay. Which... I mean, being here in Houston, it's two totally different cultures from Mm -hmm. Indianapolis is more, I would say, where you would want to go raise a family. And it's more a little bit more, I would say, laid back and conservative. It's the Midwest. Yeah, it's the Midwest. It's the Midwest. Here in Houston, it's vibrant. Everyone's like, go, 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 go. Let's push. Uh, So that's what I've really enjoyed from the different cultures and especially living in Midtown. You know what's crazy? So the experience that I've always had was that people that are not from here or, or ever visited here... They think that we're all fucking cowboys that ride our, our horses <laughs> I can see to that. work. Yes. Is, is that the image that you had before you spent time down here? Or what, how do we look, I guess, to the Midwesterners? Uh, so for myself is, uh, I, I would say when I thought of Houston, I thought of like Slim Thug, Travis Scott. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. So uh, who else is from Houston? So I just felt it was just people that are go-getters. Yeah. That's the sense that I got. And the- everything being bigger here. That's yeah. it. But the toilet I have at my place is the same. It's size the, the one same fucking home. one. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's hilarious. The roads are the highways are wider. The trucks. The highways are, bigger. are a little confusing here sometimes. Yeah, they're so like, do I go in this direction? Do I go here? But yeah, I, I think, think there's I've a lot of got... construction going on right now. That's why. You know, you talk about Slim Thug. I was at a party. Shout out to my girl Karen Deamot. Uh, Karen owns a, a social media consulting firm here in Houston called The Social Behavior. 
And Slim Thug is actually one of her best friends. And so I get, I I was at her birthday party a few months ago. I was at her seven year anniversary uh, of like starting her company party on Wednesday. And like, I'm boys with Slim Thug. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So I've got photos with him. I don't post them because I don't want to be all thirsty. And, uh, (laughs) and so I like, I post photos of me and my best close friends right i mean but, could uh, you just throw an emoji over his face if you were to post it on oh the shut up no that defeats no. the purpose no i'll put it to you this way when i walk in slim thug gives me fucking dap and he's like what's up jeremy right so motherfucker knows my name i'll tell you that but a uh, cool ass dude for sure uh well good man so you'd mentioned about indianapolis being kind of a little bit slower paced Midwest, wholesome, family-oriented. Here it's vibrant. People are have a ton of energy. Go, go, go. Maybe career-oriented. How does the dating scene different here? The dating scene differ here versus Indianapolis? Oh, man. I would say, uh, I mean, more adventurous here. Okay. That's what I would say. Uh, that Like in the bedroom or like shit to do on a first date? or what Yeah, do you I would say that. Is okay. just willing to go out and do more things okay. versus back in Indianapolis. It's pretty simple. Hey, let's go out for coffee. Or I would have to be the one that's the main driver. Hey, let's go out and do cool shit. Yeah. But here it's like they're more accustomed to, hey, let's go out and do something that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I think maybe the reason why is because the girls that are matching with you on dating apps, I don't know if you do that, or the girls that you're meeting organically, they know that you're new to town. And so they want to take a little bit of initiative, right? And be like, okay, I want to show him, you know, Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. I want to show him the water wall. I want to go do, you know, biking on White Oak Bayou, right? And so it makes it a little bit easier for them to kind of take the reins, right? Mm -hmm. How do you feel whenever a girl takes the reins versus you, the one being in control? Uh, It is, it is a anomaly when that happens. And when it does happen, it's like, oh shit. I mean, cause a turn on. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would say. Cause it's always, especially in the culture that we have, and this is, could be a whole different sense, but is it's always the burden on us as guys to do all the pursuing, especially at the beginning. So, uh, uh, make the code approach or send the message on the, the app. And then yeah. after that, you have to initiate contact on the text. And mm-hmm. then after that, you have to set the date. When you go on the date, you have to pay. So all those things. But when you have a woman that's actually pushing it the other way, it's like, oh, shit. I mean, that really is attractive to me personally. Yeah, I know for me personally, I love it whenever uh, girls that I'm casually talking to follow up. Exactly. And say, hey, let's go out on Tuesday. Let's go out on Wednesday. I think that there's this... Um, a negative connotation with girls being too thirsty or, um, but I think it just shows that you're fucking interested, right? I mean, in today's culture, you need to assume guys and girls that we're talking to five to 10 people at any given time, right? doesn't mean we're dating them, but the one that, you know, is the one that's showing initiative and saying, Hey, let's go do something. I feel like is the one that should rise the, to the surface. What happens is there's a lot of bring or strategy or play, uh, playing games is what they would say sure, sure. to where when you are interested in someone, they say, well, act like you're not interested in the person. Okay. And then, so someone such as me, if I see someone's not interested, I just move on simply. I don't keep pursuing. So there's an element of validity to that. I think before you go on the date, right? So in order to land the date, you don't want to be too thirsty. You don't want to be fucking bothering them, you know, showing up at the same places at them, you know, as them because you see that they checked in somewhere on their story, right? But once you land that date, 
and you realize that there is chemistry, maybe there was a kiss at the end of the night, whatever. I think the whole adage of like, wait fucking three days to see if he it's calls stupid, you, yeah. that is fucking stupid. So, guys, but that's what's girls, being taught now. And all this game, and uh, that, that's why sometimes I just decide to just completely pull out of it because you see those things. I'm just like, I don't want to, for the, I've got a business and there's yep. already a lot of chaos and everything sure. that's going there. So, bringing it on to this side, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And you talk about your business and, you know, you're a little bit younger in your journey, right? So I've started my company 11, 12 years ago, right? Um, and now I've got a team of, you know, 31 people and it kind of operates on its own. But what I wanted to, to get across is that when you're dating a CEO, like, you know, we make decisions all fucking day, exactly. right? Yes. You know, uh, hey, what color toilet paper do we want? All right, like obviously that's a bad you know example, but people are coming into our, into our office. They're looking for advice. They're looking for insight. They're looking for approval. I like to be in a relationship where you tell me where we're going, right? You tell me what time to go. You tell me who's coming with us. I'll fucking pick up the tab. I'll show up with a fucking smile on my face. But it's so funny because I feel like the dominant type A people right are the ones that kind of need somebody in a relationship that's going to somewhat show initiative and 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 take and and be the type a person in the relationship yeah and yeah i would say there's that element but then also myself too is that what we're experiencing and i don't want to keep it i don't want to say it's all generic and all women with this but is you have the modern woman that's the strong and independent and working working professional Mm -hmm. and then you have someone such as myself and we're having that casual relationship or whatever it is but they're taking those traits from that and then they're being combative so mm-hmm. versus being more of the submissive that, hey, we're going to go out here. We're going to do this versus uh, I don't want to go there. Let's go ahead and go. He- mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and go here. So that's another. But aren't you kind of a go with the flow type guy? Or, or if a woman says, if you say, hey, let's go to, I don't know, I, I the brewery. My, my and they go, say, let's go to Steak 48. I'm like, I, I leave them on red. No. I leave them on red. <laughs> that's for me personally an automatic red flag that they're just. All just going against what it, it's hey because us as what we just mentioned is we're doing all these things up front yeah. that we have to do set the day xyz and then we go and set the day and they're like oh, i think we should do this it's hey i set the day i'm the one paying to yeah let's go here interesting so that kind of conflicts with the point that we just but, made of. but there's a suggestion sure that open to the suggestion side of things but yeah Going back to the point that we were mentioning earlier is I like the initiative that a woman reaching out to me and initiating contact from that. So that's what I mean from that side. But as far as like if I set a a date, especially if it's the first day and and I had this happen recently where I said, hey, let's go to the dogwood. And they said, hey, let's go here. I was like, uh, let's, we're just going here just to get casual drinks. Yeah. Why are we? So that's what I So mean. you proposed Dogwood and then they proposed a fancy dinner or exactly. something. Exactly. I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. That's hilarious. Have you found that there's girls kind of in your target age demographic in Midtown or do you have to go into different areas? Yeah, I have to pretty much go out. So that specific uh-huh. girl, she was in the Woodlands. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I dated a girl in the Woodlands once. I've talked about her on previous podcasts. Uh, and she kept raving about living in the woodlands. You know too. what? I'm <laughs> yes. not going to shit on living in the woodlands, just like I'm not going to shit on living in Chicago. And both of them are just fucking far. So I choose <laughs> yes. not to date girls in Chicago, too. Um, but anyways, 
so there's one thing that I know about you because we've traveled together. Um, we went to an EO event in San Antonio. Uh, we went to a fine dining establishment. People were drinking wine and you passed, right? And so I know that you don't drink alcohol or maybe you just don't drink it all of the time. At but, all. Uh, and so the question for you is, is what is the dating world like? Whenever you don't drink alcohol, because you're saying you went to Dogwood with this girl. Dogwood's a fucking bar, dude. Like, you're just drinking club soda or what? So that does happen where I would say, let's say wine at my place or I wouldn't even say wine at my place. But let's have let's chill at my place is like, I mean, let's say that's one of the first dates. But for you or at her place or uh, it's always my place. Oh, okay. You want to qualify him first, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sometimes we'll go to the. So if I invite them to my place and they're, let's say, uncomfortable with that, then we'll go out. Understood. Which I should actually do more of that to qualify just to ensure they're not. Sure, sure. But so I kind of like the my place thing, too, because I feel like there's so many fucking catfish now on Instagram or on dating apps. And if you don't look like your photos, I don't necessarily know if I want to look like, you know, be seen with you in public, right? Yeah. Uh, but it could go in reverse, too. They okay. show up at your place and you're like, oh, God. Oh, they use so them a glass way, of wine. Usually I give them a hug. Yeah, you high five them. Yeah, oh, it was great to meet you. Okay, great. Well, I've got to uh, do laundry at 830. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but anyways, so, so what you said... Uh, but there, there is that weirdness that does happen, especially when they'll come over, they'll bring, let's say, some wine, and I'm drinking water, and then they're drinking... They have wine. to smash a whole bottle of wine in front yeah, of you? So there is that occasionally. That <laughs> which, there has been some times where I felt pressure to drink yeah. alongside, but I'm just... Uh, it is what... I haven't had... It hasn't been too much of a pain point. Yeah, that's so funny. It's it, so So I like to have... Maybe a second or third date at my place, right? Um, because there's that element of comfortability, right? I've got a full bar, you know, nice house, no roommates or anything like that. Um, but it's it's cool because people know my Instagram persona, right? And so they don't bring bottles of wine. They bring uh, cases of White Claw, right? So, ah, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, like I'm stocked up. I don't even think the last time uh, of... Uh, I don't. I don't think that I've bought a case of White Claw in at least six months. So, anyways, so where do you like to go on a first date? You'd mentioned Dogwood. Chipotle. Shut the fuck up. Yes, Chipotle. I keep. Dude, my- I'm so angry with you right now. <laughs> I keep my investment low. This is horrible. No, I keep my all my friends that talk shit about the guys that take them to Chipotle. This is you. Yes, this is me. I'm that guy. Oh, this is so bad. So what Badass is- Beamer in the driveway right now. <laughs> and you take these girls to Chipotle. Do you let them uh, go $1.50 for the guac or no? Uh, you said that. Or split the bill? <laughs> split the bill? No. no, no. Uh, so you pick up the tab at Chipotle at least. Of course. Yes. Of course. I'm a yes. gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> but, Shut- but my philosophy is always keeping the investment super low. And I've never had difficulties with going on that. Because I, I feel if a girl likes you enough, and I know there's, uh, but myself, I just like to keep the investment low. And if they're interested, by all means, that's just a test the waters versus going out somewhere spending 100 and 200 bucks. Yeah, but I think you're going to attract a different demographic of woman, right? I mean, but it, the one that, that it, you know, is higher class, that has the ability to have sophisticated conversations with your clients and colleagues and vendors and things like that, those girls don't fuck with Chipotle, dude. Like, it's a different demographic of girl. And so what it, you're telling me is, is you're cool with just the girls that know, 
I just want to meet this guy. I want to see if there's physical chemistry. We can go hang out together, and then maybe we get physical with one another. That's it. That's, That's it. Okay. I'm on the casual side. Understood. Because so I feel if I do the other part, the 100, 200, that one, that'll add up, especially when you do quite sure. a bit of dates. Yeah. And then also, I feel from that sense that <coughs> I have found that there are women out there, even on dating apps, that yeah. target uh, they call it foodie dates. Yeah. So. Oh, I've got friends that are gay, lesbians. They go on foodie dates with dudes exactly. all the time. So that's. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? I mean, you wouldn't know that if I don't know. You, the, you get, yeah. So, so I take girls to nice dates, right? And uh, I guess the way that I see it is like, even if I was by myself, I would go to BCN anyways, right? Like, so they're just. Coming I would go along. to Brasserie Brasser Nineteen, or I, you know, like. Uh, so to me, they're just coming along, right? So you're not doing it, and that's the good part. Not you're not doing, doing it press that exactly. No, There's no. guys that will lead with their wallet, and that's exactly no, why they do that. it's just on brand for me, right? They all they all know, right? I feel like they should know, right? But uh, so, ladies, if I ask you out and I propose to go to Chili's, uh, <laughs> there's something wrong that is off brand, and you need to figure out what it is, right? So, uh, but anyways, Chipotle, dude, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I'm literally going to unfollow you right now. Uh, where else do you like to take them? So Chipotle. To a park? To a park. Simple, or just walk around. Okay. Uh, or go on like an adventure. Uh, what, Tell uh, me what, what was it. Uh, mini golf. I've done Mini that. golf is incredible. So things. Uh, yeah. What's another one that I've gone on? I think go mini park. golf is cool because you can see if they're competitive. You can see if they get excited. Or arcade. Like Dave and Buster's. That, yeah. I love Dave and Buster's doing those. Yeah. Like doing the ice hockey. Oh, gosh. And yeah. then doing like a little challenge with, within that. So I prefer those dates. Over just like a simple Chipotle or just come right over. It depends on who the girl is. And so all of those dates, right? Chipotle, Dogwood, Dave and Buster's. Does the guy always pay on the first date? Okay. Yeah. And so when is it acceptable to have the girl pay? Second date? Third date? Tenth date? Uh, I, I always just... I always just pay. Okay. Yeah. There's been some times where they offer... You're getting some points back right now. (laughs) I got to keep the investment low. But it's because you always pay. Okay. Yeah. And so you said sometimes what? You've had girls in, in, yeah, insist. Yeah, initiate. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, I'll pay. And then they'll just go ahead and just pay. But that's been very rare in that case. Sure, sure. But when that does happen, I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. So I, uh, I work with an executive life coach that I've worked with since December of last year. And uh, this week, we decided, this was before the July 4th weekend, we decided that this whole week, following July 4th, so like Monday to Monday, that I was not gonna drink alcohol. And I wanted to see that if I would be sharper, you know, that I would sleep better, right? That I would have a desire to wake up early and go to the gym. And I'm proud to say, dude, I'm on day five of uh, no alcohol. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is uh, I went on a date on Wednesday and we went to Cultivare. We had dinner. Perfectly fine. We're eating. I'm drinking club soda lime, right? And then we decide to have a nightcap. We go to Permission Whiskey on White Oak. And I'm friends with, with the owner, Pete. And he's bringing around, right, shot glasses, pouring us free shots, saying, what do you want? Obviously, I'm passing. He's giving me shit. Fucking life coach. What are you talking <laughs> about, Jeremy? Like, you should be my life coach, motherfucker, right? Uh, and, uh, and so I had a free club soda literally the whole night, right? And the tab comes, she had two martinis and it's like, I don't know, fucking $30. And so she insists on paying. 
mm-hmm. like insists and said, Jeremy, you literally drank water all night, <laughs> yeah. right? And even for me, I couldn't let her do it. I was like, no, I asked you out, right? You got dressed up. And I think that the reason why I feel like guys should pay is because you guys pay for the fucking eyelashes. You pay for the hair extensions. You pay for the Botox. You pay for the makeup, right? All that motherfucking shit just to look fine as hell when you're with me. I feel like that's the least that I can do, right? When we want to get ready. Like, you know, you look fly. We're going out to dinner to a five-star restaurant tonight. And motherfuckers wearing, like, you know, a linen shirt, some jeans, and some fucking Yeezys, right? Like, <laughs> yes. guys get away yeah. with so much. And I feel like women have to always look so on point 100% of the time. And so, ladies, yeah. and I can't relate, but I empathize. But then this is another thing how <coughs> men, and this may uh, get some shock a little bit, but how men in the dating market view women is by their beauty. Yeah. And however, why is that shocking? It's how it's always been, right? uh, Some because you've got a different uh, the modern woman that feel that how they've been taught is that they get the the degrees. They they move up the corporate ladder that that will make them more attractive. And it does Uh, to the older people that that's what they're looking for. I mean, dude, you're fucking just turned 30. Right. And so I'm not myself is I prefer younger. That doesn't have because. The thing that happens is there's more combativeness okay. that, because just being in that, those are more, I would say, masculine type traits that okay. you're taking on when you're moving up the corporate ladder sure. and just that that style and just being able to, to, to upgrade to that. Mm-hmm. And then you try and take that into a relationship. So that's just my preference. And yeah. I mean, what would you say for you? Are you looking for a woman? Oh, dude, I talk about this openly. So first of all, I'm going to defend and I'm going to say masculine traits is probably the wrong word, right? We're going to say dominant traits. Dominant traits. Right? Because I know tons of beautiful, feminine corporate executives, attorneys, investment bankers, where there's zero element of masculinity, right? But they're assertive. They're dominant. They know what they want. They never fucking settle, right? And uh, I would say that that's not always a bad thing unless you're married to Jeremy Jensen. So, uh, so I was married for nine years to that person, right? The salutatorian of her class, division one athlete, uh, like top, you know, top of her class graduate at a top tier university, you know, started at BP, worked her way up the corporate ladder. Now she's a 300 K plus earner, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to put up with my bullshit, right? If I tell her, that she loaded the dishwasher wrong. She says, go fuck yourself. You load the dishwasher then. And do you, <laughs> that, well, that's a, for guys like us, yeah. that because what women, the, the hypergamy, they yeah. always want to date up. Yeah. But then you look at us, myself, and then the same thing, what you're saying yeah. is you don't want that. And what tends to happen is those women that climb up, that they, they price themselves out of the market. Okay. Because those guys that they're wanting, that's always about oh, them. A limited are demographic. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're just going to date down. You're Not right. date down, but they're going to go for the... Well, I think it's a matter of phase of life. So I would say that I needed that demographic when I got married at 25 years old because I needed to be with somebody that could like motivate me, right? Someone that could pace me. I couldn't be with someone who like wasn't a high flyer to like hold me accountable and encourage me because um, I just needed that uh, extra swift kick in the ass, right? And so at that phase of life, 
I would say that she is exactly what, what I needed, right? Got to it. like climb the corporate ladder and be an entrepreneur and get started. And now that I've got a business that's created shit tons of financial security and freedom, now I want to be with a best friend that, for lack of a better phrase, right? Almost kind of like puts me on a pedestal that's proud of me, that brags about me, that thinks that I'm the fucking greatest thing since sliced bread and doesn't want to argue and be combative with me all, all the time, right? And so I'm not saying that I want to be a fucking dictator <coughs> because I give a lot of the decision-making authority to girls that I date, right, with regards to where are we traveling, where are we going to eat, what are we doing this weekend, right? Um but at the end of the day, I do think that it creates a tremendous amount of friction if she's the one that's always calling the shots in the corporate world because she's not going to have enough time or attention or, or you know, in order to give me what I need at home. Right? Exactly. So um, it's really unfortunate. It's, it's actually very surprising that you found that, you know, at such an early age. So um, I've always mm-hmm. been studying the dynamic like in the early days like the the book the game like i got into pickup and then more so recently really got uh just always educating myself on the different dynamics between in the dating space of a man and a woman and what makes a woman attractive how to become more attractive as a man all these different things so that's why i'm just on an awareness standpoint, yeah. always just figuring out. And not to say that you're adopting all of those methodologies that those books push, but you're at least making yourself aware of them and making your own decisions on exactly. the brand that you want to have. Because I don't do the, the pick up. The yeah, it's all ridiculous. That, yeah, dude. yeah. It's outdated. Definitely yeah. outdated. It does yeah, not work. For sure. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what are the top maybe three reasons or maybe top two? Of why you would lose interest in a girl on a first date, right? So like you met her somewhere, whether it was online or whether it was in person, you asked her out. Where have girls lost you? Talking about their ex. (laughs) It's like, what are we doing? I completely showing up late. Okay. That's one. I'll just leave out on the the date. Damn. What do you give them? 10 minutes and then you're bouncing? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a respect thing. And I mean, at least there are reasons why girls can be late traffic. Come on. Train the fucking train on Washington. You would tell someone though. Oh, you'll text them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But just showing up late like, oh, okay, I'm here. It's like, uh, yeah. Or I'll, I'll say something. And if they say, well, and they don't say, oh, I'm sorry. All if they're this, unapologetic it, for exactly, it. Exactly. Okay. Then it's, yeah. it, that's a, a next. So talking about their ex late. And then, gosh, what's the third one? Mm. There's got to be a big one, dude. Come on. Think in recent dates where somebody lost you. Mm, okay. Oh, man. Let me give you mine. All right, I, had, I had this happen a couple of weeks ago. Oh, gosh. She's going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> so... So met a young lady. Um, we we go on a first date, incredible first date, right? Like went to Postino, then we went to a club afterwards, hung out at the house, great experience. So then obviously I asked her for a second date. Mm-hmm. And on the second date, we go to Baco, right? Have you ever been to Baco? No, I haven't. It's a wine bar. And we ordered two glasses of wine. I, I come from a corporate happy hour, right? It was that cannabis happy hour that we had gone to. And, uh, and, uh, she's hungry. Like I had already snacked, so I wasn't that hungry. So she orders a pizza at Baco and these motherfuckers are like medium pizzas, dude, from Papa John's. They're big fucking pizzas, right? (laughs) And she eats the first one, the first slice. Then she eats the second slice. 
and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth. Bro, I got zero slices out of a fucking pizza. <laughs> and Didn't it was offer like, it, no nothing. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if she offered. Like, she just maxed an entire pizza right in front of me. And I was like, holy shit. Was it shit. the fact she didn't offer or she just ate all that pizza? It just, she ate all the whole pizza, oh, bro. Shit. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Did you just run a half marathon? Like, uh, So I don't know. I found that to be a little bit unattractive. And, and yes, it's a double standard because I'm a fucking big guy. <laughs> but I feel like with me being a big guy, if I showed up to date and I maxed your whole fucking pizza right in front of your eyes, you would probably be like, this motherfucker, geez. I'd be like, hey, it is what it so, is. So, anyways, a little bit of a turnoff. So, uh, yeah, didn't ask her out again. But anyways. I'm trying to think of a, 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 I would say is that beating around one turnoff for me, and this would just show that they're obviously not attractive or they don't want to go on the date, is that when they're jumping around, when I ask you for a date, then, okay, either yes or no. Uh, or just, hey, let me get back to you. I'll let you know. So I would say just when it comes to the playing games, as soon as I see any form of playing games, I just drop it. Yeah. Golly, what if you're the one playing the games? Though? I'm always straightforward. You're always straightforward. Yeah, I'll either – well – I would say just recently I did leave a chick on red. Yeah. So that was yeah. So so I have to I have to admit. So I'm a very social person. And I tend to book up my calendar pretty quickly, right? Through EO events or hanging out with the guys and then dates as well. And you know, it becomes tough when a girl says, "Well, what do you want to do?" and I say, "Hey, let's go grab drinks on Tuesday night." And then another girl is like, "Hey, the only day that I'm available on is on Tuesday." And you're like, fuck, I don't want to have to wait two weeks to hang out with this girl. And so then the then other you one's end more up, flexible. The other one's more flexible. And so you end up having to fucking play like musical chairs. And I feel horrible. But Am you, I playing but do games? You, no, no, but do you let them know? It's not one of those things. Like, I mean, I'm not hour. saying that, hey, you got fucking one-upped. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying that do you let them know ahead of time that, hey, I'm going to have to reschedule versus just – Oh, 100%. See, and that's, never same day. Always day before at the Exactly. But that's, that's what I would say is a form of – that. When a woman has, and this was game I didn't know about, was when they would flake, which flaking is just ridiculous now. Yeah, but yeah. even with that is, that's because they got a better option of, yep. since I'm doing the Chipotle, someone such as you that's willing to take, is that they would not e- either ghost or just say last minute, hey, uh, my dog just lost his foot. I'm oh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> But you give us so yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I've definitely been hit with those before, and it's a hundred percent fucking ridiculous. But <laughs> and uh, I don't. Res- so do you schedule those dates when when no. that happens? I'm like, no. You know we're what? Good. I actually did one. I, I've yeah. been stood up one time in my entire life. Come on, Jeremy, that's cat. A uh, one time, bro, dead ass. I promise you on my life. But it's because like. You know, I'm a business owner and a sales guy, so I, like, follow up. I confirm the day before. I confirm the morning of. So it's not just, like, making plans a week ago and then ex- hoping that they fucking show up, right? So I've been stood up one time. She's a dentist. If you ever hear me talk about the dentist, and I agreed to go out with her again after. And I'll tell you, man, she's been playing games ever since. That's exactly what uh, I was just going to say. That's It's not worth the rescheduling. If they already do it once, that just shows you. And this is one concept I learned about in the, the day, or just in general, is not watch what s- people say, watch <coughs> their actions. And yeah. that's an action. A hundred percent. So has a girl ever successfully pursued you? 
Like, you know, maybe I'm you kept so him at me now and tell just, me about it. Just hitting me up in the, my, my D- in so the DMs. Okay. Yeah, she's well on email and also on, she's been liking all my email. What the fuck? The survey form on your website. And she keeps yeah. following up with me. I love it. That she's seen one of my recent videos on why I'm single. Cause I do vlogging yeah. and she's like, Oh, I'm so mad that you're single. You're not dating all this. She's like pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. And I'm so just how like, does that, how does that make you feel uh, is she cute she's over pursuing she's How, like is a, she cute is she cute uh, nah nah, nah, nah. Uh, but if she's she was like, cute yeah. tell me if she was cute if she, it would still be on track how really she, no, how she's going about it she's literally just like uh emailed me once and then i just haven't been i i responded back really? i said if you're ever in houston let's go ahead and oh get she's together. not even here okay yeah yeah uh-huh. and she's out in new york city and i said if you're mm-hmm. ever in houston let's because i'm always a person that gets straight to the point i don't do yep. that shit chatting back and forth sure sure I, but so so one of the things that i know i'm guilty of is anybody who messages me they get a reply right and i'm gonna socially engage and um, I think that I can almost sometimes lead people on to think that they have, you know, a chance because I'm nice, I'm responsive, I'm open, I'm honest, I'm transparent, right? And so some women, their logic is, well, I don't even fucking reply because, like, I'm totally uninterested and I don't want to lead him on, right? Mm-hmm. And so w- would you rather a girl tell you, let's just say in particular – would you rather a girl tell you, hey, I'm not interested? Yes. Or would you rather them just leave you on red? No response is a response. Okay. I'm not interested is a no response. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, and so what if you see that girl out casually at the bar? I'm not you don't know say, her. You don't know her. Exactly. Okay, understood. That was my response. She's not interested. Interesting. Okay. You're supporting the fucking left on red movement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't believe that I have ever done that. But anyways. So from your side is if they leave you on red, do you just feel that, uh, well, maybe they were too busy. It's time for me to follow up. Because um, the, the thing I look at, because it's all sales. I look at sure. even the, the dating side, what you mentioned about the follow up is I feel that the stage I'm at in my business is I'd rather focus more of my efforts because I'm able to get a better ROI from that versus using that sales side on the other side. You're right. You get so, what you'd, I'm so you'd rather the qualified engaged leads, you'd rather focus on nurturing those and closing those as opposed to trying to close deals where they may not be interested in investing. Exactly. I look at it the same. I'd rather have the warm leads through my marketing, yeah, building course. up myself personally yeah. versus doing the code approach, mm-hmm. code outreach, having to go through that because it's all sales. It's just playing know, a number man. side. I, I have somewhat of a different school of thought, but I think it might be because I'm not really like the volume guy, right? Where all I'm trying to look for is like somebody who's hot or not. Um, because if I see someone that has all the qualities and characteristics of what I'm looking for, and I think the main difference is we're just in different phases, right? Like you're 30, you're excited about being single. I'm 37. I'm like, okay, I don't need a wife today, but I probably want a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I've been divorced two years, single for three years, but you know, I know that that stability from being in that 11, 12 year relationship really did wonders for my physical health for my mental health and it helped me scale my company, right? And so I'm looking for like a best friend now to be my partner. Um, And so I'll say that if I see somebody, and again, it's not super cold because I know them professionally or socially or whatnot, I will double tap, dude, you know? And, And sometimes it's a little bit less intrusive if I send you a DM that's like text 
mm-hmm. asking you out or something like that, maybe the next one I'll send you a meme or something like that, right? It's a little bit easier to engage on something like that, right? Now, if they don't even double tap, you know, uh, heart face or smiley face on the meme, okay. And, I I, and it, I'm yeah. on scene, then I already know for sure. And how have those worked out for you though? Have those, have you been able to get to where you wanted to go, whether that's just casual or more of like a uh no you know i think in 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 my nature of business right it's not like they unfollow me or or unfriend me or anything like that because everybody wants to be connected to the guy that can help consult them in their career or maybe (laughs) get them a job one day uh but i would say that you know that 100 percent tells me that you're not interested today but if i do a post six months from now and you start engaging on it then I'm going to probably make the assumption that you were probably talking to somebody right then and there. Yeah, and Uh that's been one of the double-edged swords that I've been facing. Because when that does happen is I've had women circle back with me, and I just leave them on No, don't do that, man. I knew that was coming. Because I feel that, and I had one chick block me. You you just burn them, dude. Here's the reason why you burn them. I'm going to call you out right now. I want to hear this. This motherfucker, dude. This good-looking. Because you didn't want me at that, and then you're trying to circle back? No, you have too many leads, dude. I'm calling (laughs) you out. I'm calling you out because you have 38,000 followers on your Instagram, dude. So when you do a story, when you do a post, how many DMs do you get, dude? Are we talking five? I get quite a bit of uh, heart faces yeah. and the, uh, the, the heart eyes and yeah. all that stuff. I just leave them there. You don't even double tap the heart face? Even, no. Ooh. <laughs> so what if they engage with the comment, right? Like, oh my God, I was in Medellin last week. I do respond to those. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I just know what's going to come along with that. And I could follow up with those, but right now I've just been so focused. So, and I know we <coughs> have a different tendency of doing outreach versus us. We're more direct. Hey, look, you are. Uh, versus when they do the outreach, it's either hard eyes or hey. And then I'm like, oh, I've got to go through all this. Yeah. Like, Even though they have Now I got a hard eyes there fucking one. Exactly. And then we got to go. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you ever had girls give you shit about your Instagram following? I mean, you get over a thousand likes on photos, you get tons of engagement. Are they intimidated by that or what's the vibe there? Yeah. They, uh, and this is back when I was on the dating apps that sure. literally women would, let's say Bumble, for instance, they would reach out to me on there, follow me on Instagram and then say, Oh, it looks like you're a celeb. You're <laughs> so cool. and, yeah. But I think that is a double edged sword because they yeah. feel that there's no way I have a chance with this guy because he's got all this influence or whatever. Sure. Sure. Is. Yeah. Uh, I was, I don't want to tell this story. Never <laughs> mind. Uh, <laughs> so can you, if you're looking at a girl's Instagram, right? Because girls make assumptions looking at yours. Oh, yeah. Can you look at a girl's Instagram and pick up cues about them based on what, what you see and give me some insights, right? Yeah. Um, if you see, mm, okay. I won't use that, but if she, (laughs) let's use the one if she's uh, taking pictures of her butt. Okay. That, that's one that she fucks. Yeah, exactly. That's the assumption that I'm going to make. Yeah, exactly. And then there's the one, what, what's that they call the, uh, gosh, there's a word for it. It's not coming to mind. It's it's not called a double standard, but they, they try and use it back. It's like, no, no, no. Ah, I'll come up with it later. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And then I look at the sometimes the people that they do follow, too, okay. is a good indication. Interesting. If they follow, I've never looked at that. If they follow like a Cardi B or yeah. City Girls or those type, then you know. That they're will. a little ratchet. Yeah, she yeah. belongs to the streets. Oh! Like. 
<laughs> oh, God. She belongs to the streets. Alyssa, if you're listening, uh, she says that she's ready to get off the street. She's like, Jeremy, I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> she sends me that text once a month, and I just have to feign that I'm supporting her because the streets always take her back. Exactly. Uh, They're cold, cold. <laughs> anyways, so uh, I think that that's like the qualifier on whether you know a girl's got a, a little bit of ratchetness in her is uh, once they get in my truck or my car, right? And we're going somewhere. I always put on Megan the Stallion, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, thought shit or any of her other ones, just to see if they know the words. Exactly. The girls that can recite every single motherfucking word, dude. Oh man, that's a special type of Cause lady. Because that's how they're being influenced. A hundred percent. Look at their look at their look at their music choice, and then also you can say, I'm, "I want to figure out that word that when someone says, uh, let, let's say they're dressed their their butts out, their boobs are out, and then a guy's looking at them." Plausible deniability. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Understood. That what we were saying earlier with the chick uh, with the, uh, in yeah, the Instagram yeah. or butt, but then you DM her and she's like, "No, I'm not like that." It's like, yeah, uh, excuse me. Yeah, Your yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plausible. It's it's kind of like when the girls are taking a photo. Uh, you know, maybe they're at like sweat pulling up. They're in the they're in the driveway and they're taking a photo and they just so happen to get. Uh, their Range Rover logo and their Rolex in the shop. We know it's what like, you're doing. Yeah. yeah, we know what you're doing. Or you're girl. in a gym with the skimpy pants and then yeah. bending. Uh, oh, yeah. Interesting, interesting. You know, one of the things that I see and is an immediate turnoff whenever I look at somebody's Instagram, okay? So if I go to your Instagram and you put on a filter, right? You know, maybe you don't like your 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 lines under your eyes or your wrinkles or whatever it is, right? Or you're not wearing makeup. A, a filter is okay, but when you are warping your body, right? When you are That's fucking a- with that face tune shit, that body tune, whatever it is, and you're changing your body in a bikini photo, that is a massive red flag and turnoff because we want women that are confident. In them, in, in but their that's own a lot skin. of what's going on, though. Well, oh, especially it's so when it's bad. The, yeah, and then it's so bad. When I was out in uh, Colombia, let's say a woman I, I I had met that she had the the BBL, the Brazilian butt mm-hmm. lift, and then she had her everything done up, and I'm just like. How can I? I mean, it seems I ran into that quite often, mm-hmm. and it could have just been the woman I was attracted to, yeah. but it just happened to be. I was like, oh, well, she's all done up. 100%. So, do you go for the high maintenance girls? No, no, like the, no, no. Okay. I prefer the, the low maintenance. Okay. It's just like you used the example about the Ferrari earlier, is that <laughs> you can look at it as a, a Ferrari is high maintenance. You've got to change, the, do all these 100%. different things versus. Going with maybe a, a Mercedes or let's say a rating of a woman that's a seven, seven sure, and sure, a half. Sure. Uh, going with that is there, there's less maintenance involved with that. And then also if you're going with a woman who's even higher maintenance, let's say she's a nine or a t- or I don't believe there's as many tens. But let's say there's that. She's got all these different options that are well, coming I think at that her. You, and, I think that you could be someone who has an incredible heart. You take care of yourself mentally, physically. You've got a great career. You never wear makeup and you wear yoga pants everywhere. She could be a 9 or a 10. I'm not going to say just because you have expensive shit that makes you a 10, right? Yeah, and it's okay. subjective though. Someone's, it is 100% someone's subjective. 8, someone's 9 could be someone's Yeah, six, I, did a, I did a Facebook post yesterday. So I had a date uh, the other night. And uh, this is after we went to the second place. And I go, wow, that's a beautiful dress. What is that, baby blue? She goes, oh, no, uh, this is Tiffany blue. And I was okay. like, oh, girl, look at you. <laughs> is that right? actual she, blue, though? Yeah, like Tiffany and company, right? It's, it's 100% 
their blue, right? Like, oh. I don't know if it's trademarked, um, but this is a girl, 24 years old, Mercedes, the Chanel earrings, the YSL bag, right? Uh, this girl is the total package. Gorgeous, has a job where she grinds, is successful, but she bought all that with daddy's money, and it's no secret. Mm-hmm. And I posted it, and I was making fun, and she commented and thought it was hilarious because of my comment that I made after that, which was hilarious. Um, and then one of my friends took my back and said, because everyone's like, oh, red flags, run, 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 high maintenance. And, and, and my friend Jackie Valley said, uh, first of all, if you can afford high maintenance, then high, ain't nothing wrong with high maintenance, right? Then do you want to be in that dynamic as a man that you are affording that lifestyle for that woman? That oh, woman sees you as that. I, I mean, it doesn't scare Versus, me, right? Because get- I think that having nice shit doesn't mean that you're high maintenance. It, it just means that you have high taste. And in her situation... It was because she grew up in an affluent family, right? And dad bought her that shit from day one. Gotcha. And I'm a big believer in if a young lady grows up in a fucking uh, $6 million house in River Oaks, the last thing she's going to be interested in is fucking yeah, marrying a guy that is his goal is to live in a five hundred. Well, that's the hypergamy that I was talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah. Just naturally. Yeah, yeah. And my question to you, Jeremy, is do you get shamed for dating uh, younger women? Uh, maybe at first, but I think people get it now. I mean, I openly talk about it and, um, you know, I think that if I had a negative relationship with my ex-wife, um, or didn't have a relationship with my kids, then I think that they would have some grounds to give me shit. But like, I had an incredible run. I'm an ama- I'm amazing friends with my ex-wife. I've got an amazing relationship with my kids. And in some way, shape or form, I almost see dating young girls as an opportunity to create another 10-year, 15-year run yeah. where I can have another family and create you know, excitement and growth. And, and um, I just have a really vivid vision. And if that means that she's 24 or that means that she's 28, then, you know really there's no difference in those demographics to me but that's one thing we were talking about earlier is that guys in our nature that some some people would just say that are high value high value guys is that that's what we tend to go for and then you've got the older women that are where have all the good men gone i'm sure Mm -hmm. you've heard that before it's they're 10 years older than you. Exactly. That's what I have to tell my friend but, Holly. He's 10 years older than you. But then we You're get, 37 years but old. Then Stop we get, fucking with 35-year-olds. But then we get shamed for that because they want us to go to that. But it's, hey, this is what we... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> who, who knows? Who knows yeah. what it is? We always want... Uh, this is going to sound fucked up, right? But we always want the hottest wife. And, and hotness can come in different forms, right? But, you know, okay, if I'm 37 now and I'm dating 24-year-olds and let's say we get married one day and I'm 13 years older, I'm not attracted to 24-year-olds. I'm just attracted to people that are maybe 13 years younger. So if I'm 50 and she's 37, guess what? She's still the hot young wife, mm-hmm. right? And if I'm she- 70 and she's 57, She's still the hot young wife. Well, and when she's younger, if we're really taking it deeper, is that the, the the is as she gets older, is she's less fertile than versus when she's younger. Okay, is and this is going into the whole eggs and like I don't oh, know, that, but yeah, I feel yeah. like you know with with modern medicine, dude. I've got friends that have had kids at forty, but that's riskier though. Okay. It is riskier. Yeah. So that anyway. Also, the- that is not the reason why <laughs> okay. you talk to twenty-two year olds. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Fair enough. So you you made a comment this before we jumped on the pod. You said you were in uh, Cartagena. Yes, in Medellin, in Colombia. Medellin. Yes. Oh, oh, I 
can't wait. I can't wait to go. Can't kiss and tell on and, that trip. Uh, <laughs> but you, you told me a story, and so I got to ask a question. So what if a girl looks good, but the sex is bad? Is that, are you still on board with that? You said looks good, but sex is bad? The, I, looks good. And, well, you she know, has like, a good personality. Girl, there's good, good conversation. Yeah, but the sex is bad. So I did have that happen. Okay. And then I had her come the, the very next day. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're okay with it. Oh, shit. I went too much into that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would say if it's great convo, she's, she's good. And it could have just been the first experience. Yeah, I think it takes time for... And you don't understand what they like. Exactly. They, you, know. you could For do men, certain... we're easy to please, right? I mean, but, but, but a woman's body is, you know, it's like a, a fine piece of uh, machinery, right? Yeah, you know? I mean, you're figuring things out. You try and do some things mm-hmm. like, no, that uh, I didn't like that so much. So, yeah. And so, and so you're saying that if you have a bad sexual experience, but you're still vibing with them in every single arena, give them another shot. Exactly. Right? Second shot, third shot. When do you and throw just them hanging out? Okay. Understood. Um, but that's the, that's whenever I brought up the Ferrari uh, uh, analogy was... You know, you can look good as fuck, right? But uh, no one buys a Ferrari if it's not fast, right? Like, you still (laughs) got to have some... uh, You got to have a good personality. You've got to have chemistry. And you've got to have chemistry in the bedroom, right? And so, uh, just looking good is definitely not going to get you there. And then that's one of the things is when you have someone who looks a little bit more good, nine or ten, whatever you want to call them is... Oftentimes they haven't picked up those skills because they haven't haven't had to. Oh, it's I hear those stories all the time about hot guys that they don't really try very hard because they they just have a line of women that are trying to hook up with them. It's the same thing because I I've, I've sure, sure. had and so yeah, that's what I would say from personal experience. It's okay. like I've had better experiences with the low maintenance. I love this seven, for me. So ladies, so ladies, stop fucking with these dudes that have six packs. You go for the chubby guys. We work harder. Oh, it's a better Jeremy, experience. Are you yourself- <laughs> <laughs> nice plug right there. Yeah. Anyway, so let me ask you this. Have you ever been in love? Mm, I don't know what love is. Oh, shut the fuck up. No. I, I had this conversation the other day, and I do know what love is. Would you like me to explain? Yes. So real love is whenever you would, without a doubt, like don't even have to think about it, just 100% jump in front of a bullet to save that person's life. Well, I have that with my daughter, but that's a you different relationship. You love her. Yeah, it's my 100%. daughter, but that's different. I, I mean, it's the I same as it. love, but so I would. So do I it. do know what love is, but in the contextual, that's of the, the same. It's the oh, same. The, okay, got that's you. love. Right, because we all have this like you know warped reality of like love means oh I can't live without this person or you know I admire them I trust them all this right there's all these different varieties of like you know um, being committed to somebody right mm-hmm. but like real true love can clearly be defined in my opinion to would you jump in front of a bullet to save that person's life and i'll tell you i'd do it for four people in this entire world i would do it for my three kids without a fucking doubt and i would do it for my ex-wife gotcha that's it that's it you know hey hey brother you know, I love you, bro, but you know, you know, if my niece and nephew had to grow up without a dad, dude, I'll take care of them. You know, I'll make sure that they have the, uh, the financial security. But anyways, that's the point that I'm making is that's true, true love. And I think that we all have 
you know, we grow this dependency, whether you live with your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you think you're in love and you think you're trapped in all these things. The question that you need to ask yourself is, would I jump in front of a bullet without a motherfucking doubt and take my life over theirs? Not jump in front of a bullet to get wounded. I'm talking about dead, murder, death, kill. That's the true definition. Um, so if you're, uh, having an epiphany moment right now where you're like, I wouldn't fucking do that for him. Then you don't really love him. It's not true love. All right, good. So we've got about eight minutes left and I want to ask you this question in closing. Can you paint the perfect picture, right? You're having fun, you're dating casually, but can you paint the perfect picture of what your future wife looks like, right? You know, we're talking about. Um, not just physical appearance, but we might talk about her career. We're talking about, you know, where you guys are at. We'll talk about all the attributes. Can you give me some insight into that? I would say submissive. That's okay. first and foremost. Uh, someone who is ambitious and is actually going somewhere. And it doesn't have to necessarily be climbing up the corporate ladder. Okay. And someone who I can actually just enjoy and go to Cartagena, Colombia, Medellin. Because I enjoy traveling. So mm-hmm. her being a part of that lifestyle... And then also adding value to my life. That's the most important. Of In course, what capacity? A- is she bringing you deals or is she just making you breakfast and fucking so, getting your clothes dry clean so you look fly? I would say right now, one thing that would really help, and it's very difficult to, to find this, with my vlogging, for instance. If yeah. I found a woman like today that, that travel value- with, that could. Film it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be I, that would be perfect. And let's say, hey, you. Should, you want a you travel friend this. with benefits? You don't want a girlfriend. That's what you want. Nah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> but that okay. would be that would be one component. Do you know how many girls would line up for that right now? Are you paying for the flight, or she's got to pay her own way? I pay for the. Oh yeah, shit! Yes. Oh god, there's so many girls going to slide into the DMs. DMs. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So she travels with you. She supports all of your creative outlets, right? Because you've got the YouTube channel. You've got the Instagram, right? You've got your own podcast, right? Yeah. Okay, keep going. And that, and there's, the, of course, the value exchange to that. Myself, I'm giving her the lifestyle, the protector, the provider. So there's those benefits there. And then also, additionally, is that just helping my personal side of things. Like, I mean... Helping around the where I live at, mm-hmm. uh, scheduling what is it like uh, a grocery? So yeah, all that on the personal side too. hundred percent, dude. You and I are looking for almost the exact same thing, dude. I, I got want, a personal assistant in I, my in my, but life. not even a personal like, assistant. Yeah. Like I don't need an assistant. Like what I want is a fucking manager, somebody that's gonna own it, there we dude. Go. Yeah. You know, um, she's gonna be the one that tells me. You know, we need to get new filters in the fucking house. Exactly, yes. We need to fucking... Sets it all up like you got here. we need to do this. We need to do this. Like, she just runs shit, right? Because we go to work every single day and we're focused on one thing, making money. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, it requires a lot of uh, intensity. I mean, it requires... And you mentioned about Mm decision-making. That is energy. And... When you have someone on your team that says, okay, the light fixtures or whatever, that takes energy it to takes make energy. those decisions. Yeah, we've got Even tunnel vision. Some- when we come home, dude, we want we want to go straight to the fucking ninja or the bullet, and we want to make our fucking shake, and we want to fucking, you know, uh, we want you to tell us who we're going to dinner with that night, right? And so, interesting. So, it lo- sounds like we're the same page. Fast forward seven, eight, nine, ten years when you're looking for a wife. That's what I was it's saying. It's just, I'm seven years ahead of you. Right now, you want the girl that holds the camera. 
Yes. <laughs> well, good, man. That's a great job opening. And so how do people apply? <laughs> Let's talk about that. How do people apply? Slide into the DM. Slide into the DM. So Sterling White official. Official. And, uh, and then I will obviously publish this, share this. Um, is there anything that you want to ask me in closing? Is there something that you wanted to get off your chest or something like that? I'd say before the, we wrap the main thing that I feel just overall in the dating market, there's just been a battle between men and women. Yeah, that's that's what I feel. And that I feel at some point, the, the people who are actually most affected today is one. You look at marriage rates, they're plummeting. Yeah. So I believe just at some point for us all to 